0: Hey everyone, I'm looking to Real Life, Real Crime Daily for Thursday, November 16th. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And this, no,
1: oh my God. God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's out there to, um, trying to fix our listener platforms that have been screwed up, y'all. And, uh, um, you know, we love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. And that's a fact. And, and sometimes these things happen and we didn't know they had happened. And, Y'all kept messaging, et cetera. And finally, we figured out, um, you know, some stuff, stuff going on, just business stuff. So that's I got, right. I, I was taking care of that and it's all good. So, Anne is thirsty. Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Not Taco Tuesday. No. Nope. Thirsty that, Thursday. That's right. And then not so thirsty this morning, but it'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> it was Thirsty
0: Wednesday, right? right? <laughs> right.
1: That's so, it. Anyway. All right. Well, let's get with it, homie. Let's do this. into crime time for Thursday.
0: And we're going to start off in Ocala, Florida. Ocala. Ocala, am I? Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, Ocala. I think so. Thank yeah, goodness. I am sure somebody will correct us. Well. Oh yeah, <laughs> trust me, it'll be nine messages. Yeah. An army veteran uh, has stopped a carjacking at a Starbucks. Wow, how That's about that? Crazy. on him. So an Army veteran managed to stop some trouble brewing at a local Starbucks by grabbing a man who was trying to carjack a woman's vehicle. Shane Spicer was waiting for his coffee at the same time police were chasing after a man who broke into a home and stole a car. Just getting started with my day. He maybe I maybe had been awake 20 to 25 minutes and I live about a mile from that Starbucks uh, Spicer said. The suspect, later identified as Michael Prouty, crashed the vehicle in a busy intersection and took off running towards the Starbucks, where Spicer was getting his coffee fix. Dashcam video showed Prouty getting out of the crash vehicle and then running towards another vehicle in the Starbucks drive-through. Spicer watched the whole thing, sprinting up to Starbucks, and he didn't look like a Starbucks coffee drinker. <laughs> Then he yanked the girl out of the car and it just it was just kind of instinctive for me, Spicer said. Mm-hmm. Spicer ran after Pridey and managed to hold him until police arrived to take the suspect into custody. Praty, who has thirteen felony convictions Holy since two thousand. Now those people Frequently, don't even need to be out on the road, planner, right? Yeah. Uh, was taken into custody, and he now faces multiple charges in different jurisdictions. Ocala police charged him with fleeting and eluding attempted carjacking and several other uh, charges although several people were hurt in the intersection crash spicer was only a little out of breath after his encounter which was witnessed by his girlfriend and young daughter so oh, yeah right. i bet the girlfriend liked that yeah well, he mean, got some extra special treatment no, yeah, that night don't you think Yeah,
1: uh, you know, i'd like to think that i would do have done the same thing right yeah you know, someone, that dude deserves free starbucks for life he really starbucks,
0: starbucks if you're listening
1: step up like you know kramer got in his lawsuit free coffee for life. man that's a good you know idea
0: yeah, yeah and, and he was quoted as saying i feel like if you got the ability to watch out for someone that you should i would just hope that someone would do the same for my family yeah, so awesome. yeah. how about that army yeah. vet gotta yeah, love it Taking it, back. I love it. That's and, it, and
1: not in my well, mocked. Who knows what happened if he hadn't done it? I mean, he he might have killed someone or, or, or done
0: thirteen it or, felonies. He wasn't. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's. I mean, he wasn't going to stop
1: until nah. somebody stopped him. So good for you, Mister Spicer. I, I'll buy you some Starbucks, buddy. That's right.
0: So, California. Well,
1: like horse racing.
0: I'll, I, you know, I'll watch it if I'm if I'm not doing anything else. Yeah. I'm not a huge horse racing fan, but yeah. I don't mind it. Yeah, I used to go like like, um, Evangeline Downs. You
1: know, it's I relatively inexpensive. You go in and, and get a table and sit down and have beers and stuff and bet a couple of dollars. You know, you're not degenerate gamblers like some of those right. people out there, you can tell they're betting the rent money. But I'll um, <laughs> tell you about a really tragic situation. And if you're animal lover, you might not want to hear this. But... Uh, a barn fire in Nichols, New York, on Thursday morning caused the death of over 24 horses and the injury of one individual. And according to the New York State Police, an investigation revealed that Boyd H. Finn of Athens, Pennsylvania, entered the barn at Tioga Downs Casino Complex and intentionally set a fire. That's mm. like a big racetrack. Or uh, um, well now they've, you know, all the racetracks have slot machines and stuff in them, where most of them do. But, yeah. but it's... Uh, Apart from the death of multiple racehorses, his actions caused thousands of dollars worth of damage, according to the New York State Police. And one person who attempted to save the horses suffered second-degree burns and was transported to the hospital for treatment. And the work of multiple agencies was needed to put out the fire. And according to the state police, the burning flames were put out by the collaborative efforts of the Nichols Tioga Center and Waverly, Waverly Barton Fire Departments. Pennsylvania Fire Departments also respond to this scene. So, Chairman of American Racing and Entertainment Jeff Girl said on Facebook uh, that the tragedy was a loss no one could have imagined or expected. It is an active investigation, so we're not able to comment any further at this time. We'd like to express our sincere gratitude for all the first responders who rushed in to our aid, and we have a wonderful community, and we are honored to be a part of it. And his statement uh, on Facebook said, "Finn, 32, was charged with third-degree arson, third-degree burglary, second-degree criminal mischief, and second-degree assault, and he was arraigned." Uh, um, and. Locked up in jail in Tioga. The New York State Police confirmed that their investigation remains ongoing and offer condolences to affected individuals and families that lost their beloved animals during this tragic accident. Isn't that crazy? That is. And 24. Wow, this racehorse is worth a lot of money to begin with. That was I mean, what I was going to ask you. I don't know what the motive would be unless he lost on a horse and got, was pissed off or somebody paid him to go in and they collect the insurance money. I'm sure they're going to find out because –
0: or man. just some idiot that
1: like uh, to watch fires, when pyromaniac. Yeah, I, don't know, man, 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 I don't get it. I mean, I don't. know. I guess with the hay and all and the wood set it on fire. I, oh, I, don't, I don't know. Like Twenty four
0: horses, right? That's, that's, that's a lot of hey, money. It's a lot of money because I mean, that's serious. People love That ain't a
1: no mule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And and people love their horses, bro. That, especially their race horses. I mean, that's a that's a lifestyle. and, and you know, in Louisiana, we have. Yeah, probably the best jockey pool that's ever come out. And probably won more uh, Kentucky Derbies and really? Vermont Stakes. Absolutely. Uh, all the jockeys from around Lafayette. I mean, yeah. Yep, yep. So, but anyway, I hate to hear that. But,
0: well, you know, speaking of. I'm not even getting any animal charges on it, but. They're coming, probably. Right, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, you know, and speaking of horses, this just popped in my head and it's not really related, but you ever seen City Slickers? Maybe yeah, since yeah, we, yeah 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 uh, um uh, um what's his name Billy, Billy Crystal yeah was a big... and they oh, had man. the um they had the old the old man that played he played kind of the tough cowboy like, character right, 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 and right, he yeah, said there's yeah, yeah. one thing in life and Billy Crystal says your finger <laughs> 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 what's the most important thing in life <laughs> yeah that was
1: a great movie. <laughs> I was that old guy's name the uh, I I don't know
0: I know you talking about I think he's dead now but. I Have no idea why that popped in my head, there but then when you're talking about horses, yeah. I think I'd I want, I'd want to do that. Going like right? you know, they for those of you that's never seen it, they get together these they, all these guys are from the city and yeah. they do like they get on horseback and they go you through go the west a trail ride. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. like a, like extended like camping out and all that. Yeah. That's it. I'm yeah. doing that one there day. You go. Bucket, bucket list. Bucket list. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna bring you we're gonna tell you a crazy story right here and and look. If you've ever watched on YouTube, I'm kind of a freak for watching these Senate hearings. I don't know. They're like, yeah, I get popcorn because they can get exciting. But they have one happen uh, uh, recently as recently as yesterday that was really exciting. And I'm going to tell you about it. Uh, it was a Senate committee hearing. And there's a senator. His name is Mullen uh, O'Brien and uh, or Senator Mullen, rather. Senator Mullen is a part of a committee and he is also, for those of you that may not realize it, a former uh cage fighter. Right. This dude's built like like uh nobody's business, yeah. right? And it's, he could fight. Yeah he, yeah. he did it for a living. Right. The, the UFC. UFC. Yeah. Right. yeah. 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 So uh, a Senate committee hearing yesterday appeared to be on the brink of a physical altercation as a Republican senator stood up and threatened to fight a labor leader as the committee's chairman Bernie Sanders tried to play peacemaker. Oh, now can you picture that, y'all? Yeah, Bernie, Bernie Sanders is is up there in age and yeah. uh, and he's trying to break up a fight between a UFC fighter and uh, who's the, who's the basically senator? a leader of the Teamsters, right, you know yeah
1: like undeclared mobster uh,
0: that's right, yeah. so uh sir, this is this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults, and we can finish it here that from uh Senator Mullen of Oklahoma, as he was talking to Teamsters President Sean O'Brien during a health education labor and pensions committee hearing after reading a tweet in which O'Brien said he could take the senator any time or any place. Oh, uh. Okay, that's fine. Perfect, O'Brien responded. You want to do it now, Mullen asked? I would love to do it right now, O'Brien said prompting Mullen to say, well, stand your butt up then. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is all real, the y'all.
1: Referee in the, in the, in the,
0: <laughs> I'm telling the you, way. you stand your butt up, big guy, Brian said. Mullen, a former MMA fighter, stood up from his chair and seemed set on making his way over to where the Teamsters president was sitting. Stop it. Hold it. No, no, sit down, said Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, the chairman of the committee, in an attempt to calm the pair down. You're a United States senator. Sit down. Both Mullen and O'Brien asked permission from Sanders to respond to each other, but Sanders denied the request. You two continued to go back and forth for several minutes. You challenged me to a cage fight, acting like a 12-year-old, O'Brien said, after (laughs) Mullen accused him of being quiet in the face of a challenge. Uh, we're not here to talk about physical abuse, Sanders said. Oh. Mullen then pointed a finger at O'Brien and called him a thug, which, oh, <laughs> which caused O'Brien to call Mullen disrespectful. Oh, The two then told each other that they both don't respect one another, causing Sanders to interject yet again. So this was such a crazy situation. Here's what we're going to do for you. We're going to pop the clip in of that. The exchange between uh, Senator Mullen and the leader of the Teamsters, O'Brien, and it's right here.
2: Tweeted at me one, two, three, four, five times. And let me read what the last one said. Um, It said, Greedy CEO who pretends like he's self-made. Sir, I wish you was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company myself, and my wife was running the office, because I sure remember working pretty hard in long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place. Any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here.
3: Okay, that's fine. Perfect.
2: You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then.
3: You stand your butt up.
2: Oh, hold it. Oh, hold, stop it. Is that I'm your sorry. solution? Every problem? No, no, sit down. Sorry, you're sit
3: down. Okay, you know, yeah, okay, you're okay, a United okay. States senator. Sit Active. down. Active. Oh, okay,
2: okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Stim- it.
3: Hold it. If we can, no, I have the mic, I'm sorry. This is what he said. Hold it, you'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? No, you can't. (laughs) This is a hearing, and God knows the American people have enough contempt for Congress. Let's not make it worse. I don't like drugs
2: and bullies. I don't like you, because you just described yourself. Hold it. You have the mic. You have time. All right. Make your statement. Then let's do this, because I did challenge you, and I accepted your challenge, and you went quiet.
3: No, I didn't go quiet. No, I was. Hold no, on. No, 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 you no, no, challenged no. me to a cage match, no, 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 acting no, 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 like a twelve-year-old schoolyard bully. Well, excuse me. Hold it. No, excuse me. I, have I the mic. will say. I will say this exactly. Senator Mullen, saying. I have the mic. You have questions on any economic issues, anything that's said, go for it. We're not here to talk about physical
2: abuse. You brought. We're not him talking yet. about. Of course and, I did. And let me tell, let me show you his hearing because I want to I want to expose this thug to who he is. Do you no don't point
3: be- to me that's disrespectful. All
2: right. I don't care about respecting you at all. I respect people. I don't respect, people I respect you at all. So, all right, hold let me, it. Let me let Hold me.
3: it. No. You're so one of it. the most hold elite it, people please. please. All right. This is a excuse me. Mm-hmm. This is a hearing to discuss economic issues. All right? If you have questions for Mr. O'Brien or anybody else on what he has said go for it. I mean, but we're not here to talk about fights or
2: I'm, anything else. I'm quoting exactly what he said.
0: So as you heard there, that is uh that is something that as much as I watch Hearings Woody, I don't yeah. see that every day. That dude's gonna wake up with a horse head in his bed or
1: something.
0: Yeah, <laughs> 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 I mean, I mean, yeah.
1: I think that guy the, the is a straight up gangster, <laughs> and then the U.S. Senator—I don't know what he's thinking. He, you think they'd have Capitol the Police or somebody in there and break a Bernie Sanders would get his own ass whipped? Yeah, Bernie Sanders could whip his way out of wet paper bag. <laughs> yeah. It
0: yeah, it's and uh, you can hear in that clip he was nervous, like right. he didn't want to have to break that thing up. That's so, crazy. Pretty wow. funny stuff going on in in the crazy. United States Senate. these crazy, days. Crazy, crazy,
1: crazy. Yeah, we, we talk a lot about like the apps, like OnlyFans and stuff like that. And uh, um, I still trying to get aggo's login for it, but the <laughs> uh, what about the, the one they have like apps for sugar daddies, it, the girls that who yeah, out yeah sugar, they're like, that's oh, right, you pay my bills, I do this for you. That's but what I, I hear. That's kind of <laughs> I mean, this next door is kind of gonna kind of go in that angle. So, a Daytona Beach back to Florida, y'all. Love Triangle reached a violent climax after a 20 year old woman was arrested for firing shots into a woman's car while her one-year-old child was in the back seat with a gun belonging to her sugar daddy. Oh, yep. So Zara Percy, who is believed to be the mistress of the victim's boyfriend, was arrested and charged with shooting into a vehicle, which is a felony. And the incident happened in front of an apartment complex in Daytona Beach around 9 p.m. on November 4th. The woman who was shot flagged down deputies and told them that while she was on her way to Wendy's with her child, she noticed a car parked in front of their building. And the car was spotted driving past her home a few times in the days leading up to the incident, and the woman wants to know why, right? Sure. Her, the mom did. So the woman parked close to the car for about two minutes before she saw her boyfriend and daughter's father walk out of an unknown apartment with an unknown woman, as the report said. The woman was later identified as Percy. She has a gun, someone shouted. Witnesses said they saw the woman and Percy having a verbal argument. Percy was then seen running to her car, opening the trunk, grabbing an object, and then pointing it down the street toward the direction of the victim, as in the, according to surveillance footage obtained by the deputies. She fired a couple shots directed at the woman's car, where her one-year-old child was sitting in the back seat before fleeing the scene with an unnamed person. The woman said she had never seen Percy before, and the woman and her child were not injured in the incident. Two shell casings and a live bullet were found directly in front of the apartment building, according to the affidavit. And the gun, however, was not found
0: at the scene. That is crazy. The lesson yeah. of that story is: don't get a sugar baby. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't be <laughs> if drive you're by, a
1: sugar baby. Tell her don't drive out of your place uh, and park it, You know, I don't. I don't get it. I, thank God that baby
0: wasn't killed.
1: just uh,
0: you know, in in these these decisions that are just that's so what, stupid. What, what what do you hope to gain by shooting Whole life off rounds and you know. down down
1: the street. Yeah.
0: I don't get it. I mean and, and she's going to jail. Yeah, and she's definitely going to jail. Over over stupidity, but uh but you know, don't stay out of that if you're if yeah. you're an older man with some money. Right? You know, they don't play like they used to, that's for oh, sure. Lord. All right. So we're gonna talk about uh and look pronunciation police mm-hmm. I say I used to say zeal and then somebody told me it was Zell oh, but the payment app that uh, if you're familiar with it it's it's similar to like PayPal and stuff like that but uh, it's where people it's a peer-to-peer payment service where mm-hmm. people can send money uh, etc but there's a lot of scams and I tell you all about these scams on the show a right. lot because I want people to stay informed and right. and uh, look. The people will fall for anything these days. And uh, banks that participate in Zelle, which is a peer to peer payment service, have begun refunding the money uh, to victims of fraud amid pressure from lawmakers. Now, get this since June 30th, more than 2,000 financial firms have begun reversing transfers from their customers made to scammers who impersonated officials from the government. Uh, banks and other service providers in so-called imposter scams. So basically mm-hmm. they'll call and they'll say, uh, this is the IRS right. and you owe, you some, owe money. some money. Yeah. We need your debit card, you know, right. that kind of thing. Uh, banks have historically resisted calls to reimburse victims of these types of scams. They would argue that federal rules only require them to issue refunds from money taken out of customers' bank account by hackers, as opposed to fraudulent payments. So the bank's stance on this is, uh, you know, your account wasn't hacked where you couldn't control it. No, this was I, a situation I, I where you gave the, over your information. I don't think the banks should have to pay it, though. So EWS, which is, uh, which is basically a company that that is facilitating all these claims, says uh, they haven't publicly disclosed how much money it plans to return to customers, but it's – It's a ton. Seven large banks, including Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, launched Zelle in 2017 to compete with PayPal, Venmo, and other payment apps. According to an investigation, Zelle users lost roughly $440 million just in 2021 to fraud. Just in 2021. So if y'all, you know, hopefully... Our listeners haven't fell for any of that, but I'm sure there's some out there that have, sadly. I don't get it. Uh, Imposter fraud, get this, Woody. uh, In 2022, losses accounted for $2.6 billion. Uh, Would it be? I don't understand that. I mean, I,
1: I, I guess they got super smart criminals and some super dumb people, but.
0: Some people I can just it. start talking, and the next thing you know, you're taking your clothes off. Yeah, all
1: right, <laughs>
0: <money> out of- <laughs> or maybe that's just me. All right, yeah. <laughs> but all I- joking aside, it it is a serious problem. And you know, our, our personal banker, Lori Johnson at, at Hancock Whitney, uh, one of the most best, passionate people I've ever seen. Best banker ever. Best banker ever. And and look, she will. She has told me. Uh, uh, you know, that that's something for her that she takes very personal and pays attention. Elderly, the elderly especially, are the yeah. ones that get attacked with yeah. this stuff.
1: And, and it used to be back in my day, it was the, the gypsies that did it, uh, um, you know, scam the elderly and they'd say, hey, give me $2,000, we'll do your driveway. And, and then they you know, come back and say, oh, no, it's it's $25,000, and now you need to go to the bank and da-da-da-da. So I get that part, but I don't get where – Make a conscious decision to give up your shit, and the, and they'll just have to pay for it.
0: I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, that's that. To me, I I kind of uh, I mean, agree I, with that. Um, I hate it. Of course, it, that, you your yeah, heart people. goes out I mean, to I those people. To that.
1: I've worked a thousand cases like that, but I mean, I mean, I had one guy that was a preacher of a of a church. Um, you know, they send him the thing saying, "Oh, you won the lottery. You, you just give us eleven thousand dollars." For attorneys' fees, and here's you know, send them the check and all that, and it was a scam, a total I'm scam. I'm like, right, you thought you were going to win a hundred million dollars for nothing? Yeah, and, and and but I guess greed plays a little bit. Self greed play, plays a little bit
0: into it. I don't know. Well, that's right, and and uh, we'll just end it with this. If anybody is asking for that information, any kind of information for you over the phone relative to like checking account numbers, totally credit card numbers. Yeah. Don't give it. Yeah, I mean, do I mean, not I, I'm not it. giving my shit out to anybody. Yeah, that. that's, that's right. right. I don't know.
1: It takes all kinds to make the world go round. Yeah, that's right. All right. Tragic story, y'all. Eight people were killed in a crash on, on a Texas highway when a driver who was suspected of carrying smuggled immigrants crashed into an SUV while trying to run from officers. The driver of the Honda Civic, who authorities allege was involved in human smuggling, was from Houston and trying to dodge uh, Zabala County Sheriff's Office deputies, according to a spokesperson for the Texas Department of Public Safety. Yeah. All eight people in both vehicles, including the two in the SUV, died. That's stupid. I mean, I, I hate that. Some of the passengers of the Honda Civic were immigrants from Honduras. Uh, this is according to a social media post and their identities have not been announced. The SUV burst in the flames upon impact, killing both the driver and the passenger who are from Georgia. The two people in the SUV have been identified as Jose Lerma, 67 and Isabel Lerma, 65 from Dalton, Georgia. And in a GoFundMe, their son, Hario Lerma said the couple was on their way to Mexico and sadly died instantly these events are things that no one expects he he wrote adding that the funds raised would go towards the couple's funeral expenses awful human uh, smuggling man i mean that's it and we we talked about it before but it's just i mean i think we had one or like 35 were dead in the back of a truck or something yeah. overheating and, and stuff like that they, they don't care about these people and these people are just trying to, most of them are just trying to come in and and work that's a, that's
0: yeah, exactly right. Life for
1: themselves. It's not like they're the cartel, uh, smuggling and fentanyl or something. Yeah, yeah, and killed eight,
0: burned in up Texas. I hate that. Yeah, it's horrible. uh We're gonna give you a WTF a little early today. <laughs> that's right. I like I like giving these segments in the middle sometimes. Yeah, mix it up. This story would have been a story regardless of a WTF, but when I read it, I mm-hmm. said WTF. And look, y'all. Uh, When we do these shows, uh, I'm not uh, the biggest fan of reporting on anything to do with children. That's just my thing. Um, Although, like what he says, it's real crime and it it happens. Um, But this one, WTF. So a couple faces multiple felony charges after injecting their baby with meth to treat her burn injuries last week. Horrible. Horrible. On Friday, a baby girl just over a year old sustained several liquid burn injuries to her face as well as her upper and lower body. Instead of seeking medical care, Salazar said the baby's mother, 31-year-old Amanda Mann, called her partner, Dustin Lawrence, and asked him to bring home burn ointment. Uh, Salazar said that Mann and Lawrence treated the baby with ointment and then injected her with meth to help with the pain the fuck is wrong with you the baby reportedly slept through the night when she woke up her parents pulled away the sheets and part of her skin peeled off oh my god I mean Uh, brah reminds me of that baby that boy that held
1: that the mom was working at Walmart and he couldn't get the baby to stop crying so he turned the water on as hot as he could and and burned and the skin came off and he put it in in the bed but he told me I I got confessed out and he said I said, what, well, you know, I had to play him. And then he said, what? Well, he stopped crying. when I held him under the water, right? The baby was in shock. Look, at the, and they, this baby's burned and
0: they're going to inject it with meth. Yeah. And, and so <sighs> investigators believed the parents knew they would be in trouble. So they tried to keep the situation quiet as the baby continued to experience physical problems. The infant uh, struggled to breathe, so the parents used a bulb to extract mucus and attempted chest compressions. Uh, The detective said the parents eventually called a family friend who suggested they take the baby to the hospital, which they did on the night. uh, That night man admitted the baby to the hospital, but she did not return. Uh, investigators eventually found her milling around in the parking lot of the medical center. Mm -hmm. Further investigation revealed the baby sustained the burns from boiling water on the stove. Officials do not know if the water spill was intentional or accidental. The, uh, mm. the couple faces multiple felony charges based on the level of outright torture to this baby, that this baby I had, had to endure. I wish there was something else we could charge them with that from detectives. Uh, right. amen to that brother. As of, uh, as of November, as of this reading, the baby is still alive and Salazar bel- said he hopes the baby makes a full recovery. If that is not the case, the parents charges will be upgraded. The sheriff added the baby girl was failing to thrive at only 18 pounds and 24 inches at the hospital. Hmm. According to Salzar, the family lived in a filthy SF, uh, RV with five children, including a six-year-old boy who reportedly tested positive for meth as well. Jeez. The sheriff called it an ugly, horrible case. Oh, I don't think there's a a, a place hashtag, in hell good enough for
1: them. Hashtag murder by you, right? That's so sad and so bad. That's the disgusting. only good, good part is the rest of those babies. Hopefully. Be placed in a good, a better place than where they're living at. I don't know what you think about that.
0: That's a WTF, and and I'll tell you, it, it makes you say WTF is wrong with people. Right. What yeah. the hell is going yeah. on, man? I mean, I've seen it too many times. It just makes me want to throw
1: up. Yeah. yeah, and and but they go into prison, and maybe they'll get some of that prison justice. That's right. We're talking about. Let's so hope so. Let me tell you about some of that in Alabama An Alabama man's family is alleged that he was sexually assaulted and beaten, leaving him in a coma in a coma at Staten Correctional Facility in Elmore, Alabama, just two weeks before he was set to be released. So Daniel Terry Williams, 22 was serving a one year sentence for assault and theft charges as part of a plea agreement and he was set to be released on November 9th, the same day he died. Uh, He had only been at Staten for about two weeks following a transfer to the Elmore, Alabama, Correctional Facility when he was beaten and sexually assaulted. Somebody's got to pay for it, and I'm not backing down. It's my son, Terry Williams, Daniel Williams' father. I'll go to my grave with this if I have to. Uh, Taylor Bossick, Daniel's stepmother, and Terry Williams' wife said a doctor— told the family that Daniel was in a coma long before he ever got medical attention of course we're sad but we're angry we're angry that they allowed this to happen he was beaten for almost two days she said he was left unresponsive for half the day before he was found how? so William's girlfriend initially received a phone call from a warden at Staten Inn um, in October saying he had been hospitalized due to a drug overdose his girlfriend then contacted Williams' parents to let them know. Then I called the ward myself to find out what was going on and why we hadn't been contacted. And he said both of both Williams' parents had been marked N.A. on the contact slip, which is, excuse me, but a crock of crap, Bossick said of her October 25th phone call with the prison warden. But when I called, he told me, Daniel's on life support, but the only time we call the family is when it looks like they're not going to make it. The warden also told Bostick that Williams had been hospitalized due to a drug overdose on October 22nd. And Bostick said she and Terry initially thought their son had gotten into something bad at the prison after Bostick's call with the warden. But when they arrived at the hospital where the 20 year old was receiving treatment, they were shocked at what they discovered. He was black and blue from head to toe. He had restraint marks on his wrist. He had indents almost in his head from being beaten, Boston recalled. So my husband, Terry, called the warden and said, Why the hell didn't you tell me my son died of an overdose when it was obviously it was an assault? And the warden said, It's under investigation, and that's all we have heard from them since. Terry alleged that Daniel had been tied up and beaten on October 19th, three days before another inmate took him to an officer for help on October 22nd, citing what he had heard from other inmates at the facility. The Alabama Department of Corrections told Fox News Digital in a statement that a possible inmate-on-inmate assault was reported at Staten Correctional. Inmate Williams was discovered unresponsive in his dorm and was transferred. Ported to the health care unit, um, Alabama Department of Corrections said. Medical medical personnel treated Williams and monitored his condition. This, the decision was made to transfer him to an area hospital for further uh, evaluation and treatment, and he remained at the hospital until the family decided to remove him from life support. Wow. He was transported to uh, Kilby Correctional's facility for long-term comfort care where he suffered. He died, y'all. Williams was transported back to prison after being taken off life support. Bostic said and he was found unresponsive in the healthcare unit on November 9th. The medical staff were unable to resuscitate him. Wow. Wow. It's crazy, right? And so they're investigating it. Um, but the Justice Department sued Alabama over the condition of his prisons in 2020 after federal investigation revealed that Alabama violated and is continuing to violate the Constitution because its prisons are riddled with prisoner on prisoner and guard on prisoner violence. Well, um, I don't know about that one. I don't know how to, in three days, bro? They didn't get counted or anything? Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. There might be some tomfoolery going (laughs) Going on. Some of of those inmates might be lying. No doubt
0: this guy evidently got beat, but there was... uh, I don't know. Well, and, and look, you and I know we have a whole show based around prison, right? Bloody Angola. Angola. And we got a good one coming up, by the way. Yes, we do. You know, it's definitely got to tune in. Yeah, so one thing that we um, we know is uh, prisons in general don't exactly let things get out publicly right, or they don't right, like certain right. things to get Look, you're dealing with – you're dealing with the worst of the worst in the case of like Angola, what right. we cover, and probably this prison is pretty bad. Obviously, right. um, there's a lot that goes on that mm-hmm. uh, you're not dealing with a bunch of uh, of upstanding citizens yeah. a lot and of And what times. makes it worse,
1: though, when stuff goes down, is the prison code about not talking, right? Mm-hmm. And nobody's gonna, run, nobody, yeah. You, this dude gets beat down, and you're gonna go rat it out. Like you're gonna I, end up just I, like it. Like exactly. I didn't see anything. But I don't know how you go three days being beat like that without getting counted or whatever. I don't know. Maybe somebody's –
0: That's right. That's right. But like you always say, you know, I mean, even the worst of the worst have a family that love him. Yeah, yeah. Our hearts go out to his
1: family. We, Well, you and I talked to a family that that has a loved one who died in Angola. Yeah. And, I mean – he did some pretty bad shit and, yeah. and but but they love him and yeah. and, and, and it's suspect of how he died
0: but and i don't know what you're going to do right that's right uh, so. wow good story uh well bad story but right. but uh interesting uh two men have been <laughs> have been charged with digging up their grandmother's grave in St. Louis Woody. my oh, lord I guess they were yeah. looking for some jury. Well, this is uh when I tell you this story, it's it's gonna make a little more sense to you. Let's just right. put it that way. Two seventy 73- three year old men. Seventy-three. Yep, yep. I knew that would get you right from right. seventy-three. Two seventy-three year old men were charged last week after they dug up their grandmother's grave over the course of several days. A Berkeley Police Department officer went to Washington Park Cemetery after receiving a call about property damage and located a man identified as Jimmy Allen throwing dirt from a grave site. The officer then saw Zubelin Nash on his cell phone. Nash reportedly told the officer he was retrieving his grandmother's corpse to relocate her body and that Allen had been assisting him for the last several days. Allen corroborated that fact and said he completed most of the digging at the grave site and was helping the defendant, in this case Nash, retrieve his grandmother's corpse. Nash was arrested on a charge of attempting uh, to destroy or deface cemetery property, which is a misdemeanor. Berkeley uh, Police Chief Art Jackson said that if the men wanted to remove the body, they would need a state order to do so. Washington Park Cemetery has been in existence for 100 years and is the final resting place for over 42,000 people. And for many years, yeah, I know that's a, a huge. Lie, right? Many years, it was one of the few cemeteries where the black community could bury their deceased. The cemetery site said the land is in a wretched state of neglect and disrepair. In a post on Facebook, uh, Saving Washington Park, which is a group, said a lack of oversight and accountability of these sacred grounds led to the woman's grave being dug up. Nash reportedly drove from Houston to St. Louis and dug six feet down against his family's wishes to find his grandmother's remains. What? The We're f- not there. What? We're not there. I told you that the oh end of that my that Next court date is scheduled for December 12th. That's right. He right. dug... Six feet down, nothing. Okay, I, I, never
1: confused. At uh, first, I thought they're both sitting in threesome. Maybe they're twins. So it was their grandmother or whatever? Yeah. obviously not. No, but then it takes them three days to dig six feet. I guess because they're in their seventies. Yeah, and then, but still, why are you going to go get her body? They must, they must have thought she had some jewelry on her or something, and I know they said that they were going to move her, but.
0: Well, that that's their story, and yeah. and uh, but shout out to the friend of the other friend. I mean, it, dude calls and says, "Hey, I need you to help yeah, me dig, right. up. Me my dig up my grandmother's grave," and he's like, "He's list. a ride or die, right, man." He's right, like, "I'm it. there. Let
1: me sharpen my shovel." Right, but a, you do all that. A couple of bad cemetery jokes. Yeah, the, the, um, I have a couple of bad. I'm jokes. ready for him. So, the WL you hardly ever smiles, but every time we pass the cemetery, I always say. Yeah, that so place there? And he said, yes, sir. And I say, it's so popular, people are just dying to get in there. Right? But the other one, <laughs> oh, and right. he passed one other day, and I, and I told him, I said, you see that place over there? And he thought I was going to say the same joke. And I said, um, why don't you breathe when you're in there? And he like, stopped and looked at me, and he said, what are you talking about? And I said, why don't you breathe when you're in the cemetery? He said, I don't know. I said, because you make the dead people jealous. <laughs>
0: God, sorry. <laughs> Corny jokes Horrible. for the day. There you go. You got to have it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But know. you know, all that work and, and that's a river, her, river. where her, where her remains—that's what drives me nuts. Yeah, now I want to know where her so, body is.
1: They, they must not be forty-two thousand people buried there, like they thought and they say there is. Right. Whatever.
0: Right. All that's right. Oh. Is it kinky crime time? It's time for kinky
1: crimes on Thursday? Thursdays y'all, are
0: usually the best, right? I don't you know came, why, but this one hump is, day, maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: the day after hump day. Yeah. Uh, y'all, this one is super, super interesting. I think somebody might be on to a little bit of genius here, but let's see. With the exception of her bright yellow rubber gloves, Lottie Ray scrub strangers' homes in the buff. That's naked, y'all. But that's not even the most unusual thing about the 32-year-old's job as a naked cleaner charging $61 an hour to tidy clients' houses in the nude. Despite insisting she's just there to clean, some of her male clientele believe they're getting more bang for the buck, so to speak. Right? <laughs> there, there's a few fair... There's a fair few people who are creepy. A handful of the guys I clean for uh, book cleaners on the premise, they'll get something else, Ray said. I'm clear. I'm there just to clean. But they'll say that other cleaners have been strippers or given massages. Ray, who describes herself as a free-spirited, took up the odd job in 2017 to make some extra cash, saying she wouldn't do it if there was no financial incentive. I'm always looking for ways to make extra money and I quite like being naked. So, I, okay, I'll try it. She, she explained. However, Ray freaked out with the first job she ever booked and didn't end up going after looking up the house on Google maps and seeing it backed up to some woods. But going forward, I thought I can do this and start accepting jobs. She said, I've met all sorts of people over the years while younger men with disposable income, want to try something different. Others think the maid routine is a ruse, with one guy even putting porn on his TV while a naked Ray polished and scrubbed his home, right? <laughs> Creepy or pervy, men aside, some of her clientele just want company or someone to hang out with in the buff. <laughs> one of her regular male clients is even a nudist himself. Imagine that. Mm. He's already naked when I get in. We have coffee, and I play with his dog, and then I get to work, she said. The clients will get naked as well. A few of them are quite nervous at first and keep their clothes on until they're confident enough to take them off. This is fucking crazy. One person, she remembered, had the dirtiest house she'd ever seen but didn't want her to clean it. He just wants some company, Ray revealed, adding that her current and past partners are completely cool with her job, I oh, bet. Right? <laughs> <laughs> My friends and family know what I do, but I think they wonder why I do it, she said. They think all these men are weird and creepy, but in general, they're nice people. And y'all, the, we have some shots here. uh, mm. uh yeah, she's doing this, a little cleaning. They didn't tell you where she was from. <laughs> Somebody needs to call She a going like to that. Louisiana. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I might <laughs> this office is back to this master. Look, my <laughs> <yeah. laughs> you <know, I> shit <laughs> is dirty. Can you come clean? <laughs> and Hang out with me in the neighborhood?
0: Yeah. You know, it's it's it's. Uh, mm-hmm. I've heard of this. Um and I I'm not familiar if of uh, any and if you know of any and louis not just just for research purposes. Right, right, <laughs> you know right, Louisiana, right, right. shoot us a message. Shoot, us the
1: number I <laughs> uh, 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 I'm pretty sure OnlyFans is taking the place of this, but yeah, know, if you can get this chick to come to your house and get naked and hang out with you. And,
0: um I mean uh, entertainment uh, at its best, I don't. How do
1: you even advertise that?
0: Look, and she says, "There's no no uh, $61 shenanigans going on." I'm just...
1: come clean your house for sixty-one dollars an, <laughs> an hour. Sixty-one dollars an hour, naked. <laughs> that's decade. right. Probably not, but uh, uh, that's funny.
0: Well, uh, how about the guy? Uh, you know, he's naked and she's yeah, naked, and then, and she plays right. with a dog and they have coffee. Right? Got
1: to be free. I got to be me. Just wants to have some company. <laughs> and Love it, it. Doesn't hurt that it's naked. That's right. Yeah. That kinky one. The kinky
0: crimes.
1: Kinky period,
0: yeah. All right, that was uh that was an interesting segment right there, bro. I am gonna tell you that. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, Tiffany, you can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. That's right. It's a mile high crime time, wow. and uh, this one, you know, we brought you a story a while back about a young lady who had boarded a flight and they kicked her off because of the way she was dressed. And, right. and when I posted this on the Facebook, uh, I, and I agree a hundred percent, there was nothing wrong with what right. she had on. It. it was typically what teenagers and yeah. young adults wear these days. It was like a crop top, but it wasn't revealing. And, right. you know, it was, it was really a crazy that they, they kicked her off this flight. Well, this would be a different situation. This is one I can kind of see. Yeah. So, Uh, A Brazilian influencer, uh, Instagram influencer, has been barred from boarding a flight after arriving at the airport wearing nothing but a bikini and a bright blue wig. The social media star, known online as Kine Chan, hit out at officials on Instagram after they told her that her flesh flashing outfit wasn't appropriate. The incident occurred in, uh, in a flight taking off from southern Brazil which brazil's pretty right pretty lenient, so it must have been revealing and we'll we're going to show you the pictures but khan chen expressed her outrage online and her post is now resurfaced due to a surge of global interest in the story a very annoying situation happened this weekend the 21 year old wrote beneath the photos of her strutting through the uh, departure lounge Kan Chan explained that she was dressed as character Rebecca from the popular anime series Cyberpunk and was en route to a cosplay convention. So, you know, it's making a little bit of sense. Uh, I already knew I might be late, so I got dressed so as not to waste time and be able to go straight to my destination. That makes sense. Uh, Explaining why she opted to wear the skimpy skimpy swimwear on the flight. But she was told to go home and change her clothes because she was not wearing what was appropriate. Now, um, when you see these pictures, I mean, she was looking for a little bit of attention. <laughs> Trust me. She knew when she left the house, people were going to be yeah, looking. Khan Chan, who posts more than 670,000 followers on Instagram, That's why she did, it. did not disclose which airport she was planning to fly with. So uh, it's unclear whether the fan was in breach of specific dress requirements, but I would say she was. A number of fans took to the comment section beneath her post, saying while they adored her, they agreed with the decision to bar from the flight. Uh, and numerous fans reached out. Uh, Several people attacked the influencer, saying the bikini stunt was nothing but a bid for attention. I would probably agree with that. So what we're going to do here is we're going to post Uh, on – On the the Facebook. We're going to post some pictures, and y'all tell us. With the the blue hair and everything. With the blue hair and everything. Y'all tell us if you think it's appropriate. Now, I'm not saying that I think it looks good, but (laughs) I don't know if you need to be getting on a flight. I I never even
1: really thought about airlines having dress codes, but somebody's always got to fuck it up like this, right? Yeah. I mean, that's too far. That's Uh, a little bit too uh, far. I mean – even being the D, that might make me uncomfortable, right?
0: <laughs> it is. It's, it's a little bit too far. And these cosplay conventions uh, are really popular. This yeah. anime stuff, yeah. really big, popular. Big stuff. And and so at a cosplay co- convention, that would be right. appropriate. Right. 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 But no, the no. thing was, you no, wasn't no, at a come come cosplay convention, I, I, my girl.
1: it takes you two seconds to just... To take that little bikini out of your purse and, and change into it. Right?
0: Yeah. So, so uh, that is your mile Hello. high crime for today. You can now take off that belt. And move freely around the cabin. And normally you'd be hearing some banjos, right? We ain't right. got no banjos today. We ain't going to take Mike's segment. That's Although right. I did yesterday read Woody's Kinky that's Grimes. Good. It's yeah. better when he re- I like to listen to Kinky uh, Grimes yeah. more than yeah. read them. Well, that's all uh, good. I'll um, tell you uh, a couple of things, a couple of uh, quick, just quick announcements that I want to say, and then Woody's got some stuff to say. Um First of all, you know I know everybody's been asking about swag, and we've got some T-shirts that we're working on uh, that are are segmented. Right. So it's a we've got a kinky crimes, we've right. got a dumb criminals, and we've got a uh, a my high crimes. Right. And uh, what I'm thinking about doing is maybe making these. Um, uh, Christmas special or something where you can get all three for a certain price. So just bear with us on that, but yeah, you'll see it posted on the cool. Facebook ready. Yeah, super, super cool. And uh,
1: again, y'all would just love and appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for listening and liking, sharing. And look, if you can't, if you ever get in, I can almost guarantee you, you're going to get or RRC drop. Right. And, uh, um, if you get in and you can't hear it for some reason, message us and let us know so we can get it fixed. Yeah. Uh, A lot of times that's how we find out. I I hate it that, that that this one went on for so long and we should have had, it's certainly not Envision podcast studio or my fault, but we should have had a, a a system in place, um, with the company that we use that we got alerted. We just didn't So, and, And just let us know. And, 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 um, so, you know, problems going to happen, so we can get it fixed. And I, I
0: appreciate y'all. That's right. And also, we want to mention: um, keep sending in. Like, if you get, uh, if you come across an interesting story and you want to right, see us right. feature it, uh, send us a message there on Facebook. Right. And uh, and a lot of times we've had a lot of people send those in. And look, there's millions of crazy crime stories out there, right. and uh, we can only look at so many and research so many. So there's some that. Hey, if you see one that's cool, send it right, to us. Hey, we'll feature it. Especially
1: the segments. I mean, you you might know something in your hometown of kinky crimes oh, or yeah. dumb criminals or whatever. Let us
0: know. Yeah, we'll, if you we'll, see something kinky, send it on. Yeah, send it right. on. Please send those. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. But we do appreciate and we encourage, um, obviously, with, with our fans that listen to our show, we encourage all that interaction. Right, we want right. to... We, you know, we're like a family around here, right. so we and, want y'all to send in those things, and uh, and, and, and we'll and, definitely feature them. And then don't forget, the, your original Real Life Real Crime drops on Tuesdays. Tuesdays.
1: Bloody Angola on Thursday. Thursday. And this one is um, really a, a good one that starts. And, uh, oh, it's fire. Yeah, right? So it's fire. Jim put a lot of work into this one, and we have a,
0: mm, we'll say—
1: a guest person. Yeah. 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 We're never gonna let the cat out there too early. Yeah. So stay tuned.
0: Yeah, stay tuned for that. Until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And there's no Mike Agavino. No tonight. Mike Agavino. But for Mike Agavino, we're real life real crime real daily. daily. Peace.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.